Galveston Unscripted. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, and West Florida to Galvestown. There are often unsung heroes whose pivotal roles remain hidden in the shadows and names given to our cities and geography. One such figure is Bernardo Vicente Apollinar de Galvez y Madrid, known today by the abbreviated version of his name, Bernardo de Galvez. His name might not immediately ring a bell, but his contributions during a time of revolutionary fervor were nothing short of remarkable. Born in 1746 in Machidrayavaya, Spain, a mountain village in the province of Malaga, young Bernardo de Galvez initially found himself embroiled in the tumultuous conflicts of his era. In this short episode, we will be covering but a sliver of Bernardo de Galvez's life. His accomplishments are definitely worth picking up a book on and taking a deeper dive into his life. A soldier since the age of 16, Galvez participated in several wars across Europe, the Americas, and North Africa. He participated in the Spanish army's invasion of Portugal and faced off against the Portuguese and their British allies during the Seven Years' War. Little did he know that his journey would lead him to a critical juncture in the birth of a new nation across the Atlantic. Bernardo de Galvez was not born into high society, but used his family connections, military experience, language skills, and relationships to propel himself to become an invaluable asset to the Kingdom of Spain. He arrived in Mexico, which was part of New Spain, in 1769. Bernardo de Galvez spent most of his early career in North America, brokering deals with and fighting Native American tribes, such as the Apache, which he wrote about extensively. After years of battling the Apache, he began to formulate new policy on how to deal with the indigenous people, as he understood they had no choice but to fight for their land, and the Spanish were impeding on their lifestyle. I'm not going to dive deeper into this subject at the moment, as it's outside of the context of Galveston, but it is definitely worth looking up on your own. In 1776, the same year when America boldly declared its independence, Bernardo de Galvez ascended to the rank of colonel, but his appointment to the governor of Spanish-controlled Louisiana on January 1st, 1777, set the stage for a series of clandestine events that would shape the course of history. The geopolitical landscape of the time was complex. Great Britain had emerged victorious over Spain in the Seven Years' War, and sought ways to consolidate its power while dealing with those pesky American colonies. Spain harbored its own ambitions, a tightly held secret to weaken the British Empire and gain global trading and colonial expansion advantages. Spain's loss of Florida during the Seven Years' War left a significant portion of the American coastline under British control, which did not align with Spanish interests. Enter Bernardo de Galvez, stationed in New Orleans, the main outpost and port in Spanish Louisiana. In the 1770s, Spanish Louisiana was encompassed within the borders of the Gulf Coast of modern-day Louisiana and Texas, and extended from the Mississippi River to the Rocky Mountains, and as far north as the modern-day Canadian border. From the strategic vantage point of New Orleans, Bernardo de Galvez became the crucial link in Spain's covert support of the American revolutionary cause. Of course, Spain was not particularly interested in fighting a war for the American colony's interests. The Kingdom of Spain had its own goals of expansion in the Americas, and Britain's goals of expansion in the same region were impeding Spain's mission, especially considering Britain maintained control of Florida, and Spain wanted it back in order to control a majority of the Gulf of Mexico. Spain was happy to support the colonies fighting the British and assist in expending their enemies' resources. Galvez's meticulous planning allowed American and Allied ships to slip into New Orleans undetected, evading the British Navy's watchful eye that encircled most eastern ports. These ships bore much-needed supplies, including muskets, gunpowder, and more essentials for the American colony's rebelling troops' survival. 
De Galvez orchestrated the transportation of these supplies up the mighty Mississippi and Ohio rivers, ensuring they reached the hands of those fighting for American independence, while avoiding British blockades and detection. When American forces launched raids against the British along the Mississippi River in 1778, Governor Bernardo de Galvez displayed extraordinary generosity to the Americans. He allowed the Americans to sell their captured goods in New Orleans, bolstering American cash flow and the supply of weapons for Spanish forces, forging an unspoken alliance between Galvez and the colonies. But the true game-changer arrived in 1779, when Spain signed a treaty of alliance with France, uniting against their common foe, Great Britain. France's role in the American Revolution cannot be understated. France was an early supporter of the colonies, sending supplies and weapons as soon as the colonies declared independence from Britain. King Charles III of Britain declared war on June 21, 1779. This act immediately placed Bernardo de Galvez in the hot seat of overseeing the entire Spanish war effort in North America. The Americans were happy to have Spain on their side of the war. The sentiment, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, was the consensus between Spain, France, and the American colonies. With just 600 soldiers made up of Spaniards, Americans, free black men, and immigrants from around the world, and two warships, de Galvez embarked on a daring campaign with one of the most sparse and diverse military forces of the era. In an effort to feed the Spanish troops and supply American forces engaged in the revolution, de Galvez asked for support from neighboring Texas in the form of Texas cattle. Between 1779 and 1782, in what is believed to be the first major Texas cattle drive, Thousands of heads of cattle were herded from La Bahia, near modern-day Goliad, Texas, to New Orleans, for Spanish soldiers preparing to fight the British along the Gulf Coast. Within a month of Britain's declaration of war on Spain, de Galvez led his troops in capturing four British forts, including Baton Rouge, Natchez, Mobile, and Pensacola. This effort was dubbed the Gulf Coast Campaign, to take back the Gulf Coast from the British. De Galvez and his forces also captured British ships during these strategic attacks one of which was called the HMS West Florida. Captured in 1779 during a skirmish on Lake Pontchartrain, the vessel was swiftly renamed the Galvez Town in honor of the Spanish leader Bernardo de Galvez. The siege of Pensacola, lasting from March 9th to May 8th, 1781, stood as one of the Revolutionary War's longest sustained sieges. Yet, the fruits of de Galvez's labor proved invaluable. Following the fall of Pensacola, all of British West Florida fell under Spanish control. With the help of Spain and Bernardo de Galvez, the weakened British army and navy found themselves unable to sustain their hold on vital territory to effectively support other theaters of the war. The tide of the American Revolution had turned. In the aftermath of the Revolutionary War, the Treaty of Paris in 1783 ceded Florida back to Spain. Bernardo de Galvez ordered one of his trustworthy associates, José Antonio de Evia, a man who commanded the port of Mobile after it was captured by Spanish troops, to survey the coastline of the Gulf of Mexico to aid in the navigation in the now somewhat secured Spanish Empire. José Antonio de Evia had a spectacular career on Spanish vessels, serving the Kingdom of Spain. De Evia was trained at a prestigious naval training academy and stepped onto Spanish naval vessels at the age of 13 in 1753. By 1760, his destiny took him to the Coast Guard of Cartagena de Indias, a pivotal moment in his maritime career. From here, he set sail to explore the Gulf of Mexico. José Antonio de Avia embarked on numerous voyages, shuttling between Havana, New Orleans, Veracruz, and Mobile, navigating the treacherous waters of the Gulf of Mexico. During the American Revolution, de Avia served under Bernardo de Galvez, proving himself as a trusted and competent mariner. 
Throughout the Spanish occupation of Louisiana, he held the position of portmaster of New Orleans, overseeing the maritime operations that kept the region thriving. José Antonio de Avia's most enduring legacy lay in the meticulous maritime charts he crafted. Commissioned by de Galvez himself, he painstakingly mapped the Gulf Coast from West Florida to Tampico, leaving an indelible mark on navigation, exploration, and borders. In 1783, he embarked on the arduous expedition. When his ship would arrive in a bay, he would venture by canoe, exploring the rivers and inlets of Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, and Mexico. During this journey, in the year 1785, off of the coast of Spanish Texas, he explored and charted San Bernardo Bay, previously named by a French explorer in the 1720s. De Evia bestowed a new name to the bay, Bahia de Galvez Town known in English as Galveston Bay, in honor of his patron, de Galvez, and one of the British vessels he captured, the aforementioned HMS West Florida, defeated and taken by the Spanish on Lake Pontchartrain in 1779, which was renamed Galvestown. De Avia's efforts to chart and rename modern-day Galveston Bay after de Galvez's contribution to defeating British forces along the Gulf Coast are often overlooked. José de Avia's contribution to charting and mapping the coastline and river systems of the Gulf Coast settled border disputes, and many of the names he gave to geographical landmarks during his charting mission have remained to this day, including Bahia de Galveston, or Galveston Bay. This monumental task of mapping the Gulf culminated in September 1786. It's unlikely that Bernardo de Galvez ever stepped foot on the land surrounding Bahia de Galveston, his namesake bay, even before war broke out with Britain. But the name Galveston stuck. In the early 1800s, it was anglicized to Galveston, and by 1839, the city of Galveston was incorporated, locking in Bernardo de Galvez's legacy and contribution to the American Revolution to this day. Unfortunately, Bernardo de Galvez did not live long enough to savor the honors he deserved. Yellow fever claimed his life in 1786, but his legacy endured. Even after de Galvez's death, Spanish and American citizens continued to venerate him as a hero. Today, his memory lives on, especially in Galveston, Texas, where his name still resonates. A bronze statue of de Galvez gazes proudly over Virginia Avenue in Washington, D.C., a symbol of his enduring influence. In 2014, the United States Congress bestowed honorary citizenship upon Bernardo de Galvez, a fitting tribute to the man who played an instrumental role in securing the independence of a nation, whether he intended to or not. His portrait now hangs prominently in the hollowed halls of the United States Capitol Building, a lasting testament to a hero of Spanish, United States, and Galveston history. José Antonio de Avia, who spent most of his life at sea and his mission of charting the Gulf Coast, painstakingly canoeing around bays and up rivers to chart and map depths and details. This short episode definitely does not include all of the details of Bernardo de Galvez or José Antonio de Avia's life but merely gives you a glimpse into two men who had a hand in shaping America, mapping the Gulf Coast, and naming Galveston Bay. Far too often, we hear a name of a person, place, or thing, and we don't always think about where it came from. I trust this gives you a new perspective on American history, the American Revolution, and Galveston, Texas. This is Galveston Unscripted. To dive into everything Galveston, check out visitgalveston.com.